say what they can't radio. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Table of Plenty. I'm super excited and I can't wait to get into this episode with you guys because we're going from heartbreak to breakthrough. You know, during the holiday time, everybody want to cuddle with somebody, but guess what? Sometimes you just need to cuddle with yourself. So as you know, guys, we're going to jump right into the crumpets. I'm by myself today, so I'm very ecstatic. I made sure I came prepared with some facts for you guys. You know, I did my research. I thought really hard about this. And I wanted to make sure everything that I gave you was super solid and just made for a really quality episode for you guys. So I hope you're really excited because I am. So our first crumpet of the day, guess who's officially 30? I'm 30. I'm so excited. I feel like um I'm tired all the time. I feel like there's a lot more going on with my life now. I feel like I'm really doing everything I said I was going to do, which probably in turn is really making me tired. And I just feel like there's no such thing as breaks right now. So I'm going to take it. I'm taking on life full throttle, whatever it is. You know, my niece started acting right. So shout out to the knees. And um I'm in the gym five days out of the seven weeks that we have in this seven days that we have in this world. So it's exciting stuff, you know, turn over new leaf. Um, this new decade in life, I know is definitely going to bring about a lot of change, a lot of prosperity. And I just want you to know 30 was super turned up. I did a um paint. I guess it was like a paint and sip, but we painted wine glasses and everybody got to take their wine glasses home. The actual day of my birthday, I went to brunch and then I went to brunch again, but I went to brunch um, and I got a whole bottle of champagne just to myself. It was a great day. We went bowling and then I slept like nobody's business Monday and started a new job that following Tuesday. So, yeah. Life has just been running at full speed, but it's all great things. And I'm super happy to say I've been on this earth 30 years to be exact. Three years, three zero, three zero. On to our next thing. So coming into 30, you know, I'm just trying to develop my unbotheredness on the level that Omarion has. Now, here's a few things. I don't think in that interview he was truly unbothered. I think he was very well coached. If you haven't seen it on Vlad TV where he asks Omarion about what does he think about Fizz and April getting together he's very much poised and together when he gives this answer he you know he shows respect to April he says um it's he, that's still the mother of his children and he just doesn't want his children to be involved in all the nonsense and all the gossip that's associated definitely with Fizz and April's relationship and I appreciate that because let me tell you something he could have dragged her through the ground he could have said all kinds of things and he probably is honestly definitely upset and not really interested in it but I do think he's definitely seeking professional help to work through it because I know he has some demons on his own and I'm quite sure she's not a perfect person either. I believe she tried as hard as she could. And it just didn't work out. Um, am I happy for Fizz and April? I, I I don't really know them, so I don't have much to say on that. But what I can say is if they like it, I love it. And there is a part of me that feels like they are very cheesy. But who am I to judge? You know what I mean? It's not it's not my part. But I do think I do think it's very cheesy. I do think it's very much like we're together. I don't care. Calm down, Bonnie and Clyde. Take it easy. It's not that deep. Um. And talking about things not being deep, I think T.I. took his comment that he made about his daughter, Deja Harris, very much too lightly i think he was just making a statement and he thought it was okay to tell his daughter sexual 
business as far as it goes when she's 18. I don't think he understood the repercussions that would then ensue on her and on him for what was being said. I think he was definitely very much in a selfish moment. And I love T.I. Like anybody that knows me knows I could rap rubber band man forward, backwards, upside down. You know, it doesn't matter. I love T.I. as an artist. I think he is amazing. But he is very much, and this is my opinion, this is not proven fact. I mean, it is a fact, but whatever. He is definitely a big-time misogynist, y'all. So it did not surprise me that he said what he said as far as making sure she goes to the doctor to make sure her hymen is still intact every time her birthday arrives. But I felt like he didn't think about the repercussions of what would happen to her. So our friend Deja, who was only 18, first year in college, she's a freshman, has now officially deactivated all her social media following his statement. So, I, from my understanding, the different sources that I have gone to, it was a lot of negative comments about her as far as it goes and about her father and his parenting styles and being left on her pages to the point where she had actually turned her comments off. And then it got to the point where people in her DMs and a lot of sexual harassment. I know you guys have seen the memes. Uh, we all know we kiki at them because, you know, we, you know, the memes were funny. I don't want to lie to anybody. They were pretty funny, but... There's definitely um, a bullying aspect that has happened and caused her to officially shut down all social media accounts. So I think we should all, you know, say a prayer, pray to whoever we pray to, just as long as it ain't the devil. Um, you know, I think we should all, like, definitely extend a prayer out to Deja because we have no idea what she's experiencing or what it's like to be in that light now or what her day-to-day looks like now because that statement has been released and who knows how long it's really going to take people to get over what her dad said i think in this era of the me too movement things definitely um get blown a thousand times and not saying me too is not important that's not what i'm saying to the people who really are experiencing sexual harassment inappropriate touch inappropriate language in any place that is unwanted as a woman or a man it's definitely very disrespectful and un necessary and definitely should be talked about and dealt with appropriately but this situation is definitely being blown into proportion and i don't even think she wants it as big as it is i don't even think she wants that many people to be involved i think she just wants to be an 18 year old girl who's starting college and being excited about her first semester in college versus about what people are saying about her on social media so i mean that's my piece on it i mean you I mean, you know, you're allowed to have your opinion, but I think we should just let Deja be. Not pressure her necessarily to give a statement or go back and forth with her dad because we, you know, we have no idea what that relationship is like, but there's a, there's a lot to be desired if you, if we shall say that. And besides, you know, let's turn our frowns upside down because, uh, there's a movie coming out on Thanksgiving. Okay. There's a movie coming out, uh, all the people who are black, all the people who are colored, a colored folk, uh, Hispanic friends, you know, uh, Asian friends, you know, Native American friends. Uh, we all need to go see this movie. It's called Queen and Slim. I know you guys have heard of it. I'm ecstatic. I've been watching all of Lena Waithe's interviews um, promoting the movie. I'm super excited because a woman wrote it, Lena Waithe, and a woman directed it. Melinda M. I cannot say her last name and y'all not going to get me to say that. I have a lisp and I'm done with sounding foolish for people. So I'm not going to say it, but it's extremely exciting. Um, and one of the greatest things I think about Queen and Slim is us going to support it sets a new president 
for black films and I say this to say number one one of the things that she brought up in her contract when people were um you know she was shopping the uh script around and studios were wanting to do the movie she said um there's only going to be one um screening you know what I mean one private screening as far as people to get feedback and she was like that doesn't mean I'm going to change the film that doesn't mean I'm going to edit anything out I think people are not always ready for um films like this that are very raw and very honest and very truthful and I want to keep it the way it is and I want it to be all black people viewing it right um they also talked about as far as like creative control and there was a few aspects that she definitely set a tone that nobody who has written their film and it's been um produced by a major studio and there of color has been able to necessarily claim rights on and this is really exciting because it definitely opens up a new door and it's a new era like if you don't know what queen and slim is about it's pretty much about this um young woman this young man who go on a date they end up going on a date they get stopped by the cops um they shoot the cop in self-defense and they all of a sudden become like American heroes to the community, to all the black people. Um, they get people hide them out. They make sure they're taken care of. Like it just follows their journey from the instance that happened that night. And, and they met on like a tender or something. It was an app meetup date, um, from that night further on to them like running, whatever happens in between that. I have not seen the film. I'm definitely going to go see Thanksgiving day. And I think everyone should i think we should make this definitely a big deal i mean look at what we did for marvel and the black panther like everybody went to wakanda like we was going in our gear we was dressed up ready let's show up the same way this time because this is a film about color people by color people you know and put together by people of color so it's it's just really great we should all just go see it and the soundtrack is bomb guys we're talking about Lauren Hill's on it. We're talking about um Lil Baby. I love Lil Baby. We're talking about Burner Boy. We're talking about Sid, Megan Thee Stallion, um, Black, Mike Jones, Slim Thug, and Paul Wall came out of retirement for the soundtrack, y'all. Listen, before you go see the movie, go listen to the soundtrack. It's available on all streaming platforms. I'm not getting paid a cent for this, but y'all know I love everything Black. So now into sipping time. So ladies and gentlemen, keep your ears, you know, wide open. Get your notepad, get your pen. We're digging into heartbreak to breakthrough. And the thing that made me want to cover this topic is really we're in the holiday time. And um, I know a few people who are actually going through breakups and it appears to be very difficult time for people when you no longer have that person's house and family to go fellowship with. You no longer, you know, are buying a gift for maybe their parents and your parents and you no longer have the end to add on to the gift tag with them. And there's a lot that can be learned. There's a lot that can be digested and there's different ways you can go about it. But I'm going to give you my top five to do's and my top five don'ts as far as it goes from going through breakup from breakup to breakthrough um so according to travis mcnulty from nbc's news because we are biologically wired to reproduce there is a chemical biochemical reaction that happens when you see your spouse that releases powerful neurotransmitters that make us feel good so that's like all the good energy it helps us to release these chemicals that make us feel really excited and happy when we see this person and also, in this article, I want to point out they talked about 
monogamy, but we'll get into that another day. But we are literally biologically pre-wired to when we see the person who we are in relationship with or want to build with or currently in that stage of like butterflyness with the new beginnings where it makes us feel good. Okay. So listen, this gets so deep because I don't think people realize how bad a breakup can really impact somebody. So when your brain releases your partner and realizes that they're no longer with you, grief begins to set in and all those good chemicals that were released prior, which are like oxycontin and your dopamines are no longer being released. Right. And you wonder why people go through break through breakups and they're like, you know, I want to take drugs. I need this. I need that. There's these feel good chemicals that we naturally release that are no longer being released when we're going through a breakup. So this is where the sadness comes in. And I do want to point out to you all that though you may not take it like this, sometimes a breakup does feel like a death. There's an emptiness. There's this person meeting, leaving. You don't have this person anymore. There's this feeling of emptiness. You do grieve. There's this disappointment, this loneliness. You're used to having this person there, and now they're no longer there. So all these feelings are definitely valid. But I just need you to understand that a breakup is not just surface deep. It literally, you're biologically wired. This is why when they talk about exchanges with people and being intimate and you take a piece of them with you, it's very true. I don't think a lot of people pay attention to it, but it's very true. So you always want to be careful about who you're in partnership with in any way, on any platform, in any seed possible. Even if y'all just, you know, what do they call, what do you call, bumper buddies. That's what we're going to call for lack of a better word. Be careful because it does chemically wire you to miss this person and feel like there's a spot for them within you, right? I mean, that's just how the story goes. So... I know there are times we've been through really bad breakups or you currently might be going through a breakup and you feel it will never end and you will never get over it. Let me tell you something. You always do. That's the way the world works. It's going to be hard and it's going to take time, but you're going to be able to work through it and you're going to get to the other side of the rainbow and get that whole big old pot of gold that's over there. You know what I mean? It might be two pots of gold waiting for you. You just never know. But we always want to be optimistic. So what to do? First of all, feel your feelings. Whatever your feelings are, if they're happy, sad, grieving, I just want to cry, I need to bench watch Netflix with the um lights off for three days straight. Whatever you have to do. You need to be hurt, babe. You know what I mean? Whatever you have to do, do what you have to do and feel it so you can get it out. But as far as that goes of staying there, you cannot stay there and you are not allowed to stay there. So find the courage and the strength to get up and press restart on your life and let's hit it hit the ground running so first up this is something we all like to do and i'm gonna tell you why you should not do it don't bad mouth your ex too much now listen to this your happiness cannot be contingent on someone else's pain and suffering you don't need to continue to revisit those thoughts and whatever happened in that relationship and whatever made it go bad and whatever made you guys break up you're literally repeating to yourself out loud every time exactly everything that went wrong and how hurt you are and how messed up everything was i'm not saying you cannot voice it i'm not saying you can't say it to your friends but you can't stay there you can't continue to harp on that you can't continue to be in that space because all it does is remind you of all the bad things that happened and remember Negative self-talk, right? It's the same thing as negative self-talk. You're saying it, you're thinking it, you're releasing it, and it's constantly playing over and over in your head. You need to, not saying that this didn't happen, but you need to get over that. You can't stay in that hole. So what do you do? 
You get your feelings out. This is what you can do. You get your feelings out. You visit a break bar. You ever heard of a break bar? They have a lot of them in New I think I have like two or three of them in New York. Let me not put all that sauce on it a lot. But I think they got like two or three in New York. And pretty much you just go in there. You just break stuff. Plates. I believe you get hammers. You get cups. You get whatever. They let you break everything in that place. Release all your rage. Or they call it a rage cage. Take a boxing class or a physical class that will push you. Take something that's going to push you beyond your limits, help you develop your confidence, and at the same time, get all that aggression out so it can be replaced by the good things. Like, you know, the endorphins, the happy juice that comes when you begin to work out. And what to do also to get out of those feelings? Fight to push forward. Fight to get over it. Fight to be better. Fight for the new life that lies ahead of you that is single be happy, right? Think of all the things that you want to become and all the things you want to be. Now, I know we love to do this. We love to tell everybody our business on social media. You know, we say this post doesn't apply to us. But I'm going to tell you, as you are going through your breakup, avoid posting to social media at all costs. Number one, your business is your business. You know you're going to get in your feelings. If you are the type of person who's going to get in your feelings, if people ask you, is everything okay because you're up there being heartbreak Drake on social media, then listen, keep it to yourself, right? Nobody need, nobody out here needs all your aggression, all your pent-up anger, all the stuff you got going on while you're dealing with this breakup. Listen, remain off of it. Leave it alone. And also, you don't want to give that person your energy and attention because let me tell you guys something. I did it one time. I was like, F this person, so-and-so, and... <laughs> I feel sorry for his family and his friends and anyone who's related to him. He is a beep, right? And I did that. If I tell you how quick my friends and my family got me together after they seen that post, they was like, first of all, delete it and take it down right now. I never had so many people respond so fast to a freaking Facebook post than that day. I literally had to delete it. Um, one of my mentors, uh, Camille, actually took me out that night and was like, girl, Girl, you do you never let them see you sweat. You know somebody screenshot took a screenshot of that and sent it to him. Don't let him think he had you like that. You know, even if he really did, you have to stay face. I'm like, stay face. I'm just I'm just so tired. And it's like, yeah, you can be tired, but you two know what went on in your relationship. You two know that you're not on good terms. Everybody else in the world doesn't need to know, which is completely valid. Because then after I took it down, I was like, dang, I did give him too much attention. Because now everybody want to know who he is. Who that? Who that? They want to click. They want to look. You know, they want to look through pictures. They want to go on the internet. They want to Google him. No, no, he didn't deserve all that. And I'm really glad that I had people in my corner who, like, got me right and was like, take that down. But what you do need to do. What you do need to do on social media, if you are going to go on it, you can't use it yet, but you could go on it. Purge yourself of reminders of that relationship. Let it go. Be Elsa. Now, this is what I do say. And I know sometimes we're like, oh, my black and delete them. And I'm at, no, don't add them back. You don't need that. You don't need constant reminders of the relationship that is no longer existing. And then why would you be so concerned? How could you be so concerned with their new life if you're living your life? Who else they're dating, where they're going, where they're traveling to? There's a part of you that's going to always say, you know what? I hope they're doing well. But you don't need to know whether or not they are doing well. You don't need to know what party they're going to be to next. You don't need to know what island they're going to hop to next. Because guess what? You cannot move past until you let go of. So let go of social media. Listen, block them on it. 
delete them. Any ticket stubs, pictures, love letters, let it go. Um, if you have their phone number, I would advise you to delete it. There are times that you're going to get people who are going to crawl back and they just want to, they just need all that good energy, all that everything that you provided them with that they took advantage of. And to be quite honest, block and delete that number. You don't need that negativity in your life. You know, if you got him on WhatsApp, listen, block and delete them on WhatsApp. Get that ruckus out of here because you're going on and you're living your new life. And you don't need somebody who's going to check up on you to see whether they can still check in with you. Right? You understand what I'm saying. So let it go. Let them do what they need to do and you do what you should, what you need to do. Now, this is something we all deal with. Don't do the shoulda, coulda, woulda syndrome. Leave it alone. That's not for you. If, cause if it was meant for you, it would be there for you. And who knows? Maybe you broke up now on bad terms and down the road, God has it where you two meet back up and you're the per, the people you're supposed to be for each other and you get back together. But don't do shoulda, coulda, woulda. It is what it is. There's no changing what has already happened. Forgive them yourself and move on if that's necessary. If it's necessary to forgive them, if it's necessary to forgive yourself, then take those steps. But then decide, focus on move, focusing on moving forward. That's it. Don't stay there. Don't um, keep putting yourself down and don't keep being hard on yourself because guess what? You're human. You make errors. And how else do we learn than by mistakes? That's it. How else do we learn if we didn't fail. Failure is just another step in learning, and now you can figure out what you truly want for yourself in this process. Um, and one of the most important things I just want to take heed of is before you do any of this, I really want you to decide whether or not you really want this person to be a part of your life. I think we all skip over that, and because our emotions start talking we feel like, all right, this is the perfect thing to do in this moment. You guys may get into a really bad argument. This may be the last straw, but I really need you to take time and figure it out however long it takes. Um, Don't give yourself a whole week. I think we're pushing it, but um, decide whether or not you're going to stay with them. Figure out if you're completely ready to let go of this situation or you're in a place where you can still leave that door open and still want to work on that and if there's still something that's fixable. Truly decide that because you'll go through all these steps and then go back with them. And then what is the point? You've grown. They've grown none. They are still who they were when you left them. And there's no change in that. So you either accept it or move on. Really figure out what you're going to do. And ladies and gentlemen, this is one of my biggest um, don'ts in the world. Don'ts in the world. Don't jump to the next person. Guys, I did this before and I think... <laughs> A week after a breakup, I was already like talking to someone else completely new. Two, two, maybe two weeks, two, three weeks. Someone completely new, had a completely different outlook. Definitely was everything that I wanted. And I definitely messed that relationship up real, real fast. Because let me tell you something. One, I hadn't moved on from the person that I was with prior to him. I just got out the breakup. I had just decided that I didn't want to be with this person anymore. And I didn't take any of the steps to get myself together and heal from all the trauma from that relationship to be in a space to get into a new relationship. And when I say trauma, I don't mean like it was physically abusive, right? But there are situations that occur that do cause trauma. Somebody cheats on you. Listen, you forever going to have a thing. Men cheat. You gonna, you know what I'm saying? You're going to develop your angry black woman syndrome. And this goes for men too. Sometimes a woman would cheat on you and be like, woman ain't nothing. Or she took all my money and then look at her. That's how all women are, right? Listen, this is it. I want you to just be very clear about this. 
what i'm saying applies to both men and women it's not just for women this is for men too because i think y'all need some I, nothing you guys need help getting through breakups as well because all you are are humans right so this advice sticks the same way for you you need to first get yourself healed before you decide you want to be with somebody else um understand that if you do decide to get with somebody else and then you guys move on into a relationship right after you just got out of breakup understand you're setting yourself up for failure plain and simple everything that happened in your past relationship that you just got out of you're gonna unload onto this person and blame them for it anything you know what you know i don't like when you use the cell phone in the living room and now i'm in the bedroom first of all maybe he's a completely different person and he uses his cell phone wherever he would like to he's not texting other women that was your last relationship right you know what she asked me for um fifty dollars and she didn't tell me what she was doing with that fifty dollars and i bet you she's going to spend it on the next dude hold on that was your last relationship maybe she just maybe you should just ask her what the fifty dollars is for and she'll tell you and it's probably a really good reason maybe she's like hey i just need fifty dollars um maybe she's just borrowing it. she's gonna give it back right maybe she needs to get her nails and her feet done right and nobody ever asked her why but you asked her why and then she'll tell you why right it's different i mean we we carry whatever has happened to us with us on our back unless we walk through we work through it like that is exactly how it goes if you don't put in any work to get past those situations then you're forever gonna stay there ladies and gentlemen that's just that's just what it is but when you're thinking about a new relationship you want to make sure that whoever the next person is that you're definitely giving them their fair chance to get to know you you definitely want to make sure that you're giving them their fair chance to set their own precedent and their own standard and open a new door and help you to see um what else is out there in the world has to offer and just because somebody uh said you know messed up and didn't keep their word doesn't mean that everybody out there is like that you know this decision to move straight into the next person definitely affects what you do next you <laughs> you're gonna cause yourself more heartbreak more trauma more headache because you didn't do the work just do what y'all got to do so then you can figure out what you want in the person that's going to be next for you and the person that's going to be right for you right and sometimes the person that's next is not necessarily right but they might be a step up from the one you had before but they ain't missed the perfect or mrs perfect so you might have to ditch them too and move forward but anyway we're only on a relationship you just got out of um so don't worry about getting with the next person till you got all your ish together because nobody else should be carrying your baggage but you ladies and gentlemen no shade um find your blessing and your lesson for sure this is something i think that everyone should do i think there's some questions you should definitely ask yourself once you get out of your hurt bay phase and you stop sobbing and watching netflix and you know you're done with um beating on inanimate objects like a punching bag and um potentially a wall whatever is your choice and you purge your reminders and you've gotten through um truly figuring out whether or not you want to get back with this person i think you definitely need to find your blessing and your lesson and a few questions you should ask yourself are what did i learn about myself in this relationship what did you learn that you liked or didn't like right um who am i now what does this person that stands in front of you now look like what is the person who's looking back at you look like how do they make you feel right how do you feel about them um who do you want to be next right there are things we want to work on 
uh, I know for me, I do a lot of, I'm selfish. I'm very, I can be a very selfish person. And that's just, uh, a defense mechanism for me that I had to break down and understand why I don't have to be selfish with everybody. Right. Just because my, my previous relationship put me in positions that made me question the motives of other people. And when you ask things of me, made me want to say no. Right. Doesn't mean everybody else in the world is like that. Right. Sometimes genuinely, Hey, Ocean, I'm not going to be able to, um, talk on the phone late tonight. Does not mean he's out talking to another woman. Right. It simply just means he can't talk on the phone late tonight. And usually now I get a lot of whys, right? Like why they can't talk on the phone late. It will be a full on explanation, which I appreciate, which I didn't always receive before. Right. There are parts of me, um, that definitely will be also emotionally selfish. Like, I don't know if I should give you the full me because I feel like if I give you the full me that you're going to do the same thing the last person did. But the truth is, everybody's not like that, right? Just because people abuse their position emotionally with me before doesn't mean after that I'm going to be with a person who does that same thing. Because at that point, I know those characteristics. I know what that looks like. I know what that talk sounds like. And I know... When I'm getting to a situation that is very similar and reminiscent in all the bad ways of what I previously was in. And if I don't know what those things look like and I was in that relationship for years, baby, something wrong with me. Something wrong with me. Y'all just need to help me. Um, that's insanity. And clearly I need to be committed to the mental institution because I'm clearly not paying attention. I am not focused at all point blank period. Um, ask yourself, what do I want or need in a new relationship? I realized after I got out of uh breakup um wow almost almost eight years that for me one of the most important things well at that point i think it was six six years years, some it was a lot of years um (laughs) that what i wanted and what i needed in a new relationship was somebody who was compassionate somebody who um was patient because i'm working through my stuff and i'm not sure even when i do get into a relationship how that's going to look, how the new me is going to look with someone else and how much of that baggage might resurrect itself in my interactions with whoever the new person is, right? Um, I had to think of, you know, what is it that I want to feel? I want to feel safe mentally, emotionally, physically, you know what I mean? I want to make sure there's a space provided for me and that this person gives me a space and doesn't take my space and share it with others and decide, I'm going to give you this much, I'm going to give them that much, and everybody should be happy, right? I want someone who, if something is going wrong, you are going to voice that to me because that's the only way it gets fixed. And need somebody who was an efficient communicator, okay? Efficiently communicating because a lot of people hold things inside and they feel like, that's um such a valid thing to do not realizing one you're going to turn to somebody else to get those problems out with and share a moment with them emotionally that you probably that nine times out of ten you shouldn't and you should be sharing that with your partner and two you build this resentment up against the person whoever you are um feeling this way about right that you're not communicating with so that's a whole nother set of issues that definitely can be delved into but Definitely think about what it is that you want and what you need. Um, one of my wants, you know, those are some needs. One of my wants is a million dollar bank account, but we can't all get what we want. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just got to take what you need and then just work with whatever you give it, right? I still need somebody who's ambitious. I still need somebody who has their own money. I still need somebody who's equally intelligent or more. I, you know, there are things that are, that are wants and things that are needs. 
I need somebody like that because if I feel like I, you're not a leader, I'm going to walk you like a dog in the words of Cardi B real quick. All right. If I feel like I could step all over you, I will. And then guess what? That's not a partnership, ladies and gentlemen. That becomes a, um, I become a tyrant and that is it. I don't want to be a tyrant anymore. I need somebody who's going to, Hey, get it together. Like, all right, you're right. Um, think about your non-negotiable, non-negotiables from your partner, your absolute no's. Think about the boundaries that you're going to set for yourself. Um, your other people, platonic relationships and as well as people in romantic relationships, right? You may have a history with your mom who she may be very aggressive all the time, right? Instead of being on the phone with her for 20 minutes and having her, um, bad mouth, you, you might only need, you know, five minutes because you're working on that confidence. And you, her bad mouthing you is definitely impacting your confidence, even though you're already in a low place. And maybe she can't understand that you're already in a low place, right? Sometimes people, your parents, your family, your friends will know what you're going through, but because of all their experiences, they don't know how to react what you to what you're going through and they haven't done the work to do so. So the way you interact with them and receive them is going to change and it has to be a little bit different, right? Maybe you got that um cousin who's always saying what you ain't got. You may not need to hang out with her at all during this time. To be 100% honest, you want to put that boundary up. That may not be uh, the one of the few people you, you want to see. You might want to just, you know what? She was telling me what I ain't got. And you know what? I ain't got time for her right now. So that that that's the type of time you need to be on. So set those boundaries up and also develop a growth mindset. A growth mindset will leave you in a place where you'll never... You'll never feel like there's nothing to work on. You'll never be complacent, but you'll realize where your shortcomings are. It helps develop self-awareness. It helps you realize how you interact with others, how you impact others. You see the world in a different perspective, and it's helpful. It's definitely helpful. It helps you to really, truly grow as a person and not just making grow sound fun because it's not. It's a lot of hard work, but you see a lot of ugly truths about yourself, and you realize, I want to change this, and this is what I want to be. So it's good stuff. Last of the don'ts. Don't stay alone. Remember, you still need to socialize with friends when you're going through a breakthrough and family. You need to be surrounded by people who care about you and who are supportive and people who make you happy. Because in this moment, you may not be able to develop your own happy and your own joy. And the people around you at that and that at that point or wherever you are in that moment you may need them to do that for you. And if they can do that for you, then those are the type of people that you want to keep and be around. Those are the people who are going to get your mind off of whatever it is that you're going through and remind you about what it is to laugh, what it is to relax, what it means to be supported, what it means to be loved properly, right? What it means to be happy. Those are the people that's going to help get you out of that space and bring you back to um your positivity and your good moments and help you get your mojo back. Think about it. I was watching the episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta because I love the mess. And um Candy and Cynthia sat Portia down. She's currently going through, um I, I believe, a breakup. I don't know if she's back with... uh. I don't know, Ovalhead, that's his name. I don't know if she's back with Ovalhead. And um, they had broken up because he had cheated. And, you know, Portia did look like a different Portia. She wasn't beat face Portia. She was definitely in a low place. You know, she usually has her hair, her makeup, her heels to the nine. Since I don't flats. I, my friends laughed because I could not get over the fact I was like, Portia did have on flats though. Like that is the biggest thing I noticed because it was so out of her character. It was so out of who she was. And you knew she wasn't, where she was in a good space 
you knew she was definitely going through it and definitely impacted and this was not for the show this was a legit feeling and so for me when i seen her around them and them talking to her and them saying girl you got on flats and she's laughing and she's reminding herself of like wow I know she, you see flashes of the old Portia, of who she was. And I believe not too long after that, she went back to Destination. She got in her bag. These people, even though she hasn't had all the best times with them, right? They cared enough to take her to the side, have a conversation, and they brought out this happy part of Portia. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You need these people in your life to remind you of what the good feels like. Because you're such in a bad place. I think sometimes we get stuck there and we're like, nothing is good. But then you get reminded like, wow, the world is bigger than um just what's in front of me. And yes, yeah, is a moment in my life, but that's all it is. A moment. This will not be um the permanent position. And lastly, what to do? Love on yourself. You guys, you got to love on yourself. You got to travel to that country that you wanted to take that trip, all five stars, inclusive, get it paid for. You got to take yourself on a date to that restaurant that you wish they would have took you to. But you're going to take yourself and you're going to eat the finest of everything on that menu. Go read that book. Go finish it because that's a book you always wanted to read, but you didn't have time. But now you got the time. Rearrange your space. You know what? You knew the feng shui was off in the space and you were thinking of, you know, adding some flowers. Go ahead and add those flowers. Um, start that business. There's a business you thought, just business you said you wanted to get started. You know what? You didn't have the creative space or the capacity, and now you do because you have nothing but time on your hands after work. Um, practice gratitude. Always be thankful for everything that is around you that is going to help you to develop that growth mindset and realize even the smallest things can make the biggest change. Learn a whole new language. Go to you. Just, you know, just add on to all the greatness that you already were in the first place and all the light that you were. And just be even better at this point. And let me tell you something. Researchers found that 71% of people see their last relationship in a positive light after 11 weeks. Which is, you know, the same as three months. So three months. In three months, your life can be in a completely different space from where you are today. Right? You may be low. You may be in a space of like, I can't believe this happened. You're going through the grieving process. But... Give yourself time, but don't stay there, right? Stay over in positive, optimistic land. Develop those skill sets. Do those things. Do things that are going to make you build your confidence back, feel compassion that um you always wanted to do, make you feel supportive, make you feel loved, and not going to bring you joy. And your joy cannot be placed in other people because once they're gone, you have no more joy. So you got to find that inner joy and do things that are healthy for you. And in environments that are healthy for you, I'm going to foster your growth. So, yeah, three months. Your life can be in a totally different place, state, opportunity, job, making buku dollars. Okay? You went from making, like, 60000 maybe 40000 to 60, 60 to 100000 That's what you're trying to do. That's what you're trying to be anyway. So, now it just gave you the opportunity and green light to go ahead and do your thing. So blossom, ladies and gentlemen, after any breakup, after any heartache, after all that treachery that you have experienced, it is now time to blossom. So there you go. You have it from heartbreak to breakthrough. And one song I will tell you to listen to while you're going through um your breakthrough, your breakup, right? Because to me, it just like encumbersomes everything that I've ever wanted in a relationship and different aspects and the comparison of different relationships and that's really good is Unbreakable by Alicia Keys so just think about 
what that next step is gonna look like. Like, wow, our bond is gonna be unbreakable when I find that person that's just perfect for me. It may not be the next person. It may not be the person right after that. But when you find that perfect person, cause you took that time and you took that minute to grow from that really bad breakthrough that you went through, you'll be like super glad you waited. Look at Megan Good, right? Boom. Megan Good found her boo in her late thirties. Look at Taraji P. Henson, right? Look at all these women now who are finding their bays later and later in life and the love of their lives and the right kind of love and the type of love that they deserve. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are officially finished. Go blossom and thank you. And I hope your cup is full and be well and listen to and, and listen. Y'all got to listen for the next episode of Table of Plenty. Thanks for being here, guys. Celebrate the big 2020 with T-Mobile. Switch now and get two lines for just 90 bucks and two new iPhone 11s on us. So you can take a portrait built for two with the ultra-wide camera. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, cute. Hurry in to T-Mobile and get two lines for 90 bucks and two iPhone 11s on us with qualifying trade-ins. Via 24 credits for well-qualified buyers with auto pay, plus taxes and fees. If you cancel before receiving 24 credits, you may owe up to the full value of your device of 699.99. Contact us. Qualifying port ins and finance agreements required.